are listening to Let the Money Talk podcast, a podcast where our Philip Capital's experts deconstruct world-class tactics, tools, and routines for managing your finances. I'm Rashawn, your host for Money Never Sleeps. Stay tuned for our experts' top tips. Good afternoon. I'm Rashawn Gwani, the presenter for Pitch Media. Welcome to Let the Money Talk. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Eric Lee. He's got some insights that we're excited to share with our audience. Today, we'll be discussing the twin engines that drive stock prices. Hi, Eric. Glad to have you here with us today. How are you? Thank you, Thank you, Rashan, for having me here. Hello, everyone. I'm Eric, Wealth Manager at Philip Capital. Before I begin, my sharing is purely my personal opinion and should not be construed as professional financial consultation advice. Many have the mis- common misconception that Ron Buffett is a value investor and his years of investment success have been cited as the main reason that value investing outperforms growth investing. Although Mr. Buffett may have started as a pure value investor, he has constantly evolved in his investment journey to become the well-rounded investor he is today. Taking Mr. Buffett's success as an example to follow, we see that the key is really going back to the fundamentals, why we should never put all our eggs into one basket. In other words, don't subscribe to a single way of investing. There are many tools at our disposal. There will always be a right tool to follow our investment portfolio, no matter what conditions the market is in. Right, and you're just the man to talk to about what exactly these tools are. I guess our viewers are looking for the right tool, just like you said. But before we get into that, I think that the first question I have is that when investing in stocks, what are the important factors investors should know, Eric? Well, um, in terms of investing, there are two schools of thoughts, relying on only one or relying on multiple investment strategies. Although it is feasible to rely on one way of investing, we advise our investor not to as it creates significant risk to their portfolio. Multiple ways of investing are likely to increase our level of expertise but in reality, this may not be practical for most investors. Benjamin Graham once said, in the short run, the market is a voting machine, but in the long run, it is a weighing machine. This is the essence of the twin engines approach. Why and how so? Voting often involves emotions, especially when voters contemplate their choices and finally cast their votes. Similarly, Investors are flooded with news about major global events daily. These events affect how market prices stock and have a trickle-down effect on investors' portfolio value. As such, investors constantly mull over their investment decision in the short term. Back to Graham's quote, what does he mean by stock market is that of a weighing machine in the long run? When we look at a long term of say five or 10 years, we often attribute the rise of stock prices to the growth of businesses. In the short to medium term, on the other hand, stock prices may go up or down according to market sentiments, just like voting that's emotionally biased. 
Yeah, interesting. I'd like to repeat that quote. Benjamin Graham said that the stock market is that of a weighing machine in the long run. So basically, in five to 10 years, for example, the returns on a stock would be based on a business's growth, just like you said. And if the period were shorter, the highs and lows in the stock price of any business would be based on market sentiment in comparison. So let's dive in a little deeper. First off, how do you measure business growth, Eric? Well, there are many metrics by which a company can be measured to determine the strength of its business. I like to imagine myself as owning a company that sells chicken rice. First, I want to determine how many plates of chicken rice I can sell per month. Then I determine my expenses. If my business constantly brings in more revenue than expenses, I know that I will have a healthy growth in income. However, there's a fiscal limitation as to how many plates of chicken rice my single store can sell. Thus, to continue with the growth, I will then need to set up another store. In accounting, this is categorized under property, plants, and equipment. In short, PP&E. So bring this concept into investing. I want to look for businesses that have shown consistency in growing their revenue, operating income, and PP&E. We can sum and average up the growth rate of a company in terms of its revenue, operating income, and PP&E over a period of five years. After which, we can compare this with the compounded growth rate of its share price over the same period. Right. So you really help simplify the vision. If you were a chicken rice seller, that's great. Let me try to understand what you've said. So the business that has shown consistency as far as growing their revenue stream is the one we want to invest in, right? There's a second engine of price multiples, though, I believe. What is this and how is it useful for investors, Eric? um, Price multiples are often used for setting a number when valuing a company. The most common of them are price to earnings, price to sales, and price to book. PE, PS, and PB ratios should be sufficient as most price multiples move in tandem. But among these three, I prefer to use the price to sales ratio. Sales or revenue is the most important determinant of growth because a company can increase their earnings by reducing their expenses. They can also grow their assets by taking on more debt or by issuing more shares. However, if they do not increase their sales, it is generally means that they are either losing market share or they are hitting a plateau in their product life cycle. So when using the second engine, we want to invest in a company when its price multiples are down relative to its historical trend. Even in a bullish market, stock valuation will not go up forever. Therefore, portfolios would still perform decently if they avoid investing in stocks when their price multiples are trading at or near its historical high. And the good news is, many stocks are now trading at or near the lower range of their historical price multiples. Right. That's good news. So in the second strategy, it's different in that an investor puts money in a company when its price multiples are down. Now that we've discussed these two engines, what other wisdom can you share with us, Eric? For any business to operate smoothly, they need to fuel cash flow. 
when a company continues to generate positive free cash flow, they will have the fuel to keep flying and growing. A company with negative cash flow can also grow by taking on more debt or by raising funds from the capital market. Thus, we advise our investors to invest in companies that generate positive free cash flow. If you're looking to optimize your financial portfolio, please do not hesitate to contact me at bit.ly slash TTP Eric Lee. Thank you so much, Eric. For further insight, you can also follow our Philip Wealth Advisory Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Philip Wealth Advisory or connect with Eric on bit.ly slash TTP Eric Lee, just like he said, if you have further inquiries. Stay tuned for our next offering, which will be released soon. Also, tune in at 10 a.m. on Philip Capital's YouTube and Facebook page for Singapore's most up-to-date financial news the Daily Morning Note. See ya. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please forward it to others, share it on social media, and leave a review. Follow this channel for other podcasts.